0: I need to just highlight my local rappers for a minute and for my rappers, even in the industry. I need you guys to really check out my man Prime the Ruler. He got some fire beats for y'all, real fire beats. Y'all need to stop playing with yourselves. Y'all up here rapping over these corny ass beats, you need some intricate ass beats that's really gonna take your flow to the next level. And if you don't get an infamous Prime beat, well, you know what, fam? You're playing yourself. So stop playing yourself. And my man also runs Valuable Times Entertainment Studios. So, you know what? You can lease a beat for 25 bucks, own it for 100, and then you can go down there and record that shit for 30 bucks an hour. I mean, how could you beat a deal like that, fam? You know what? Stop playing yourself. Holla at my man Prime and right alright? So I know you hear that fire in the background and you need some contact information. So you holler at my man Prime the Ruler at 402-708-8140. Again, that's 402-708-8140. Or holler at him on Facebook. Just look up BOMB Global, okay? Again, that's just search BOMB Global. Shoot him a message or shoot him an iMessage or give him a call, Right? You hear that fire. Stop playing with yourself. Do something right for a change. Get your life right. Get your shit together. Holler at my man Prime and let him help you take over the rap world. Alright? One. Is turned down what's going on everybody it's your boy a double and you're now tuned into another episode of do rags and boat shoes this is good old episode 33 aka the scotty pippen edition so i'm about to play some crazy ass defense on y'all so just shout out to everybody for listening much love much respect to everybody out there um so yeah i guess yeah, let's go ahead and get started we'll start with that good old summer jam screen so uh first things first, uh your man Ted Cruz has dropped out of the uh the race for president. Um yeah, I don't know what else to say about that, but uh this Trump joke is still running strong. Um yeah, it's very shocking um you know i feel like he started this off just to kind of you know build his brand and make it a little bit stronger and uh you know get some white supremacists to stay at his hotel but now they're voting for him and uh it's going to be really interesting to see you know whoever he faces as a democratic you know uh nomination probably most likely hillary you know um that, uh, you know, how he answers some of these intricate questions about policies and things of that sort and, uh, you know, how he how he'll handle different threats with different countries and how he'll work with other countries, you know, Um, because he's running on, you know, he's running on a fear campaign, you know, just trying to make America great again, quote unquote. Um, So, yeah, Ted Cruz dropped out. Um, Hopefully he'll get his mouth fixed because my man always looks like he ain't got his uh, top row of teeth and uh yeah it's a very very strange looking man but anyways um uh, I guess the first thing we're going to talk about, well, besides that, next thing we're going to talk about is, uh, the fake outrage over an old Navy ad, um, old Navy tweeted out a picture about a sale or some shit going on and the picture showed a white man with a black child and a black woman, uh, white folks lost their minds, started talking about Miss Nation, uh, however you pronounce that word, basically, you know, uh, intermixing, you know, with, uh, different races and things of that source, yeah saying that uh they were trying to promote some agenda the negroes was mad about it too you know saying the child was too dark and they felt that the ad was trying to show that the daddy wasn't no longer in the picture and a white man came to save the day just all this nonsense you know just just let that shit cook you know what i'm saying just let it cook you know it could be a married couple with an adopted child you never know or the woman's melanin could have been strong enough to make a child that dark you never fucking know so yeah, shout out to, you know, all the black folks and the white folks, you know, who uh, up in arms about that bullshit, just it was stupid, very dumb very, very dumb um, then uh, speaking of fake outrage uh, you had uh, uh, Malia uh, Obama, she's college bound, she's about to, you know, take that gap year, but then she'll be heading over to Harvard, and uh, you know, the uh, egg Avies and the uh egos with the cats and the machine gun avies on twitter and facebook they just had a field day you know said she probably got in there because of affirmative action uh you know they they just i just don't get it you know she's a very smart young lady and uh they you know they still trying to blame it on color you know and you know, just sitting up here, just pissed off. It's probably some of our co-workers who's hiding behind those those American uh, flags and those bald eagles carrying a cat, you know, with a machine gun in its mouth, you know. But uh, shout out to them, I guess, you know, even though affirmative action benefits white women more than anything. I mean, you, the U.S. Labor Department to tell you that. But uh, you know what? I just really want the racists, you know, and the bigots to uh, get their story right straight because I, I really need to know um, are, are we hired because of affirmative action or are we sitting at home collecting welfare I, I need to know so I can be offended um, in the correct way, you know, so I really want them to get that story straight, so if somebody can uh, let me know uh, if black people are affirmative action hires, you know, or getting into college because of affirmative action, or are we sitting at home collecting the welfare check and food stamps, you know, in public housing, so somebody could help me out with that, you know, that'd be great, because I'm confused, you know, I get confused with the slurs, you know, affirmative action, you know, you're an affirmative action hire, that's the only reason you got that job, or you're just sitting at home collecting welfare just you know guys help me out help me understand you can hit me up on twitter at omaha hostage and just let me know what it is you know so just so i can be prepared to take it the right way because right now i'm just confused and i don't like to be confused you know what i'm saying so it is what it is um shout out to uh malia and uh getting into harvard you know that's a good look for her and, uh, speaking of, uh, the first family, uh, your man with Larry Wilmore, you know, he was wilding uh, with his speech, you know, at the, uh, White House Correspondents' Dinner, you know, um, uh, he broke a code, and a lot of black folks were kinda, kinda looking at Larry sideways, you know, he, uh, he, you know, he said, Barry, you know, you did it, my nigga, you know, he dropped that, that WGA and, um, it's one of those things where, You just kind of like, for real, like you just said that to the president of the United States. Like that's something that you just, you know, say one on one or, you know, you just say, you know, in a family gathering or informal gathering. I know it's kind of, you know, kind of a tongue in cheek humor thing goes on at the correspondence dinner or whatever. But uh, Larry broke a code and he thought he was doing something cool and all this other shit. And he just sounded like a cornball even saying it. But uh, yeah, fam broke a, a, a giant code doing that shit. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it, it. It just seeing that shit felt like it just set us back. Like, like just man, what the fuck are you doing? You know, it you trying to do it for comedy, trying to push the envelope, and you know your old ass just just looked like a just just looked like a fucking coon. Man. Like it was the dumbest shit ever just seeing that up there. (laughs) Just seeing you say that, and it just, the way that he said it, you know, he don't say it often. You know, he ain't running around here saying, yo, my nigga, (laughs) on a regular basis because it it sounded like a white man trying to say it. (laughs) You know, it sounded like Tom Hanks' son. (laughs) <laughs> trying to say nigga but he broke a code it's just an unwritten rule you don't you know be around you know, you don't it's like going it's like you inviting your friends to like some kind of work dinner and you know and you all your colleagues are there and you know your boy come in my nigga you know it's a code you don't do it's like uh, when my boy, uh, when I used to, uh, you know, whenever I worked at different stores, you know, my boys would come and see me, and we uh, we got a, a handshake that we do, but whenever, you know, we visit each other at our jobs and shit like that, we just hit a, hit each other with a grown man handshake, you know what I'm saying, we don't hit them with the black ops handshake that we do, you know what I'm saying, just so just so it won't be that stigma you know what i'm saying i know it's but that's what the whole point of rags and bow shoes is you know it's just walking that fine line you know between the sun and the moon you know what i'm saying you know you have to wear different hats and different faces in america and you know larry wilmore just kind of broke that rule right there just uh dropping that n-bomb like that so i should have made him hold this l but he's not you know he's not gonna do that um, so, yeah, Larry, you got to chill out, man. Chill out. You know, you, you sounded, you, like I said, you sounded like Tom Hanks' son saying, my nigga. You know, it, it seemed dated. It seemed like the old guy trying to act cool. And speaking of that old guy trying to act cool, um, man, I tried to listen to Lil Yachty. Like, God damn. <laughs> Lil Yachty. Oh, man, he had this song called One Night. And, uh, and he was dead ass serious. And this shit sound like a, I don't know what the fuck it sound like. It sound horrible, I know that. And if this the wave that hip hop is taking, I, I don't want to be a part of it, you know. Um, it seems like a lot of these young rappers coming up, you know, they came up off that, that little B ironic wave, you know what I'm saying. And, uh, you know, they letting, you know, um, Odd Future, you know kind of mold them you know but the thing is they never understood that you know odd future they could kick some real shit but at the same time they're just out there having fun and at times they do make fun of hip-hop you know what i'm saying and Lil b's whole career is about being ironic you know what i'm saying and um, just you know just poking fun at himself and, but what happened is a lot of these these next generation rappers, next generation rappers, they they taking this shit serious, and the labels are just eating this shit up. Like, oh shit, I can get this little I can get this little dirty nigga twenty thousand dollars, and I own his soul, and he gonna keep banging out this ignorant ass music that people keep eating up. You know, and uh, man, if y'all get a chance, listen to that little yachty one night, and cry yourself to sleep because that shit is trash son that shit is weak that shit is fucking garbage man i don't whew. jesus christ on the stick that shit is horrible and hey, you know it's you know we there's i know there's different genres within hip-hop it's starting to mold into that but god Damn, somebody get me up out this fuck nigga matrix Cause shit, I cannot enjoy this shit And it's not, I don't even think it's me being old I think it's just me with having some sense, you know And uh, hip hop is slowly turning our youth into fiends With all this Xanax, Percocet, and all this other shit Like, next thing you know, we gonna just have a group of just walking zombies out here You know, we used to, you know, uh elevate the drug dealer to a godlike like status now everybody's a fiend so you know it's just, just hey shout out to the the abusers of prescription pain meds and it's that's not the wave that is not the wave you know but um hey it is what it is you know hopefully somebody step up to the plate and uh save hip-hop you know bring that wave back you know um yeah right now we got a guy from canada you know running rap and then you got some up-and-coming guy named Lil Yachty who's uh yeah trying to destroy rap you know uh but I think the problem with hip-hop is a lot of people come in with that mentality of let me just get this check and get the fuck on up out of here and that's a very very hor- horrible mentality to have. And, uh, you know, speaking of hip hop, uh, African bombada, I don't know what the fuck you out here doing up here touching on little boys dicks and shit. Oh, my God. I just seen an interview with one of his former bodyguards who was talking about, yeah, he used to just be taking little 12, 13 year old boys in the back and, you know, I guess doing his thing and shit. I'm like, nigga, why the fuck didn't you stop it? Like, I know African Bimbada, you know, did it for the culture, but he ain't got to touch no little niggas dicks for the culture you know like god damn and it's just hitting the fan now and there's all these older guys you know who was up there in the early 80s and shit like that in the late 70s coming forward now and man i, I didn't know it but a lot of folks you know within the hip-hop community said it's just a well-known secret that african bada was out here you know sucking on preteen dick and i'm like god damn just crazy and you know he's talking about they trying to attack him because of I believe the Zulu Nation and what he trying to do and all this other shit but nigga these many people coming forward you know men were embarrassed to talk about it like nigga you out here just, just still touching dicks little kids dicks like man like what the fuck man like go get some help my dude like god like that's disgusting and it's just sad to You know, it's sad to to hear that type of shit, man. Just God damn, man, you, man, somebody, yeah, you're gonna put your black ass up under the jail if you've been making that far. So that's, man, what the fuck? Just fucking crazy. But anyways, um, moving on to a hope like dope. Got a couple things going on. uh, Vice. Had an article about the drug addiction in the, the Appalachian Mountain area. You know, everybody up there is all about that meth, that heroin, and uh, the opiate abuse and prescription drug abuse. And man, I just, I read that article on Vice, and that shit was depressing. Like, it was, oh man, it was like depressing to the point where, you know, I wanted to send them niggas a couple dollars. But you know, the crazy thing about it is, how they're combating it you know by treating it like it's an illness as opposed to you know how they treat it still treat black folks excuse me you know in the in the 80s 90s 2000s up until now <clears throat> with crack cocaine and marijuana you know they was just locking niggas up because you know keeping 100 you know uh, like the um uh, what the fuck is that big nose man name? Uh, Richard Nixon, like one of his uh, chief advisors, was talking about how it was actually just a war on uh, hippies and a war on the uh, on the on blacks, you know, and they created that war on drugs. So that's all that was. But just reading that article and how they were combating it by creating uh, Back to the Appalachians, uh, you know, creating all these uh, programs and and all this other shit, and it's still running rampant, and the cops ain't beat shit out these guys in the middle of the street and you know running tanks through their homes it's just it's just wow it's so blatant so blatant is what the World on Trucks was really about you know it's just locking up black folks and you know getting these private owned prisons filled up so which is fucking just if y'all get a chance just read that vice article it's very depressing but you're gonna learn some things you learn a thing or two you know and um Next thing that I really wanted to talk about was um on Hope Like Dope, which is I know some people probably gonna come in my neck for this, but the uh New York um Daily News NYDN um they running a story about Indiana is installing these drop off baby boxes um around the city. Or well around um around different towns in Indiana. And uh, they're safe haven boxes, and they're climate controlled, padded, and they feature a, um, a uh, security system that alerts all nearby emergency service workers. So pretty much, uh, my nigga, um, you could pretty much, you know, drop your baby off in one of these holes in the walls in the fire department or... EMTs the cops will come pick up your baby you know you get tired of you know uh, little Susie crying and she's teething or something like that and she's crying through the night got the fever and you just like you know what fuck this baby I got mama gotta have a life too daddy gotta have a life too let me go drop little Susie off in this box and this gonna be somebody's else's responsibility and um The boxes cost about fifteen hundred dollars to two thousand dollars, and the state's uh, Knights of Columbus organization is paying the bill for the first one hundred plain baby box installations. So, if you want to drop your kid off, you get tired of your kid, um, you know, you, you just with you just with the shits. You know what I'm saying? You with the shits, and you're like, hey, fuck this baby. Let me just put it in this uh this box with these holes in it and lock it up and then the cops will come get my baby. Like I just I don't get it. I feel like it's taking responsibility away from the parents, it's giving them an easy way out, you know. Um like you're installing a fucking box in the wall, installing a box in the wall to put a child in. But I guess that's better than, you know, back in the days, you know, throwing your babies in a dumpster or something like that, you know. But a box in the wall that's climate controlled, man, I don't know. I'm at a loss for words. You know, that's that's selling hope like dope to the ultimate degree. It's like, oh, we got people who don't want their kids. So let's start putting uh, boxes all around the city where we can place our child. Like how bad is your, you know, your parenting in the in that state to put boxes on buildings to place your child in. But I mean, you know, when them safe haven laws started popping up, um, that shit happened here in Nebraska and I think it was one instance where a woman dropped off like a thirteen year old boy. She just left that little nigga at the hospital and was like, you know what, we're done. I'm like, God damn, that is cold blooded. But this is even more cold blooded to drop off a child a baby in a box and then what if the baby is too big like do you just try to cram it in there you know uh you know start putting your foot on the neck of the baby to kick it in there you know what if the baby tries to crawl out while you're trying to put it in there like how big is this box man indiana y'all are crazy as hell and we got trump running for president on a republican ticket and you can put a baby in a hole in the wall and somebody else to come take care of it and this is 2016 this is craziest cat shit but yeah make sure y'all look that up on new york daily news so nydailynews.com because i thought this was a spoof i really did but this shit is happening and that is fucking crazy but anyway speaking of You know, putting babies in a dumpster. So we got to tie that with Brenda's Got a Baby. And today, so moving on to Not All Heroes Wear Capes. You know, Afeni Shakur became an ancestor today. You know, rest in peace to her. Uh, Died of a heart attack. And if you don't know who Afeni Shakur is, that's Tupac's mom. Uh, And also known, and she was also a Black Panther. You know, uh, she was charged with conspiracy to bomb some, you know, public landmarks. as a Black Panther. Some trumped up charges, but she beat the case. And, uh, she gave birth to, you know, a rap god, you know, so, um, you know, she carried on his legacy, you know, well after his death, creating, you know, the Tupac Amaru Shakur Foundation, that's done a lot of great things, and, uh, um, you know, she, uh, even brought, you know, a organic farm, you know, to the hoods, you know, and, um, man, just shout out to that lady, um, you know, a true soldier, she really rode for her son hard after he passed, you know, so not all heroes wear capes you know just shout out to afini and uh you know may she rest in power uh, rest in heaven um, and rest in peace you know i know she up there in heaven with her son you know just cutting up maybe even chilling catching a prince concert so you know, just shout out to them and um moving on to uh hold this ale my nigga mr west kanye west kardashian you know a couple days ago or last night night before last and I, I forgot whenever i post this um uh they had to the met Gala ball and your man kanye west showed up in a rhinestone jean jacket you know covered in studs or whatever shiny shit with some ripped jeans and some cowboy boots but his biggest accessory wasn't his wife it was his uh silver or gray contacts and my nigga he thought he was killing it and I was like what the fuck possessed him to do that and I'm like oh he's a Kardashian now and you know what happened I looked at the snapchat of his wife and she is up there just like oh my god look at those eyes look at those eyes and I'm just like she gassed this nigga up so tough that his black ass walked out the house with gray Eye contacts. That's some. That's some light skin nigga shit. That like that's like, yellow niggas was doing that. You know in the late nineties and the fucking early two thousands. You know trying to have green and blue eyes and shit like that. Trying to pull holes. Oh man, he pulled the ultimate, ultimate cornball ass move. Like his wife gassed him up so tough, so tough on that bullshit, man. So Kanye West. You know, you got to do me a huge, huge, huge favor, my G. You got to hold this L. You really got to hold it. I mean, hold on to it tight. Hold on to it so tight that it always reminds you of when you wore some gray contact lenses to the Met Gala and some ripped jeans, cowboy boots, and a rhinestone jacket, my G. You're no longer Kanye West. You're just Kanye Kardashian that's it you're Kanye Kardashian and uh yeah that L is big my G and I made it brown too just like your eye color alright so this show has really been flying by a little bit ain't it um last portion you know health over wealth you know what I say uh without your health you can't enjoy your wealth and so this quote comes from George Adair and it says everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of fear so just keep that in mind you know uh, a lot of times we do get frozen by fear and uh, stop being afraid you know really stop being afraid you know a lot of times you know we are scared of hard work I don't know why but we are you know there's a lot of work out there that needs to be done and you know what you need to do so do it you know We start making up this bullshit about, oh, my job got me working these crazy hours and all this other shit. But then you spend your day off just staring at the TV, you know what I'm saying? Or looking at your tablet or your laptop and you look up three to four hours and pass you by. You could have used them three to four hours to, you know, work on your craft or work towards your dream. You know what I'm saying? And so there's always that time. There's always time, you know, but you got to stop just sitting around waiting, waiting, waiting. Ain't nothing gonna come out the sky and fall in your lap And like, okay, it's the perfect time You know, just go ahead and start Stop being scared And a lot of times I think we fear how great we can be You know, or we get scared that we're gonna leave some people behind You know, cause you got this crazy dream And one thing that we really need to stop doing Is, you know, telling our dreams um, to small-minded people You know, you, you tell you, you know, take case in point you know you tell like your family you know your, like your auntie or your uncle you know you tell them that you're gonna be you know like a, you're gonna own some kind of you know uh, say you're gonna own your own airline or something of that extent you know and they're like oh you can't do that you better just keep working that job you got a good ass job you know and that kind of takes the wind out of your sails and you're like fuck maybe they right. Maybe I need to just keep getting this 401k and you know racking up this this three days of vacation, you know, every five years at this company. You know, so stop you know stop telling people that. You know, stop telling people your dreams off rip if you haven't made any moves towards it. You know, once you start making the moves towards your dream then you can, you know, share that a little bit, you know, but you need to just dig within And just start working towards your dream. That's all the fuck you have to do. That's it. You know, so don't come out the gate. You know, telling people what you're gonna do, what you're gonna do. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times, people are haters or people don't see the vision. They don't know what's pulling you in that direction to do what you need to do. You know what I'm saying? To do what your what your calling should be. You know your calling. So I know a lot of times, you know, God puts things on my heart and, you know, and I do them and then, you know, then I start telling people about them, you know, so just keep that in mind, you know, don't tell nobody anything, you know, get that, you know, start laying the foundation and then once you get going, you know, you start sharing some of the good news and the steps that you've taken. You know, but everything you want is on that other side of fear. So, you know, look fear dead in the face and walk right through it and chase your dreams. You know what I'm saying? So next week's show, you know, I'm doing a lot of research. You know, I'm going to break down the voting game and how to create voter blocks. So next week's show is going to be a little bit heavier. I just wanted this to be light. You know, just something so you can enjoy, you know, in that half hour at lunch and shit like that. But next week, you know, the game's going to be a lot heavier jewels will be a lot brighter you know i just wanted to just touch on some pop culture shit today you know in this episode but next week you know it's really going to be about that life you know what i'm saying so make sure you uh subscribe um review the podcast on um on stitcher and uh itunes you know and just share it you know that's all you got to do hit share like You know, hate that shit. You know, whatever you do, just uh, make sure you listen with an open mind, okay? And like I always say, much love, much respect. I'm out. Peace.
1: My mama had beef, 17 years old, kicked out on the streets. Though back at the time I never thought I'd see a face. Ain't a woman alive that could take my mama's place. Suspended from school. I was scared to go home. I was a fool with the big boys breaking all the rules. Shed tears with my baby sister. Over the years, we was poor than other little kids. I finally understand for a woman it ain't easy trying to raise a man. You always was committed, a poor single mother on welfare. Tell me how you did it, there's no way I can pay you back. But the plan is to show you that I understand. You all appreciate Don't you know in love is Dear lady, mama, place no one above you, you all appreciate just working with the scraps she was given. And mama made miracles every Thanksgiving. But now the road got rough, you're alone. Trying to raise two bad kids on your own. And there's no way I could pay you back. But my plan is to show you that I understand. You all appreciate sweetie, Don't you know we love you, sweetie? And dear mama, sweetie, you all appreciate sweetie. it. I got to thank the Lord that you made me. There are no words that can express how I feel. You never kept a secret, always stayed real. And I appreciate how you raised me. And all the extra love that you gave me. I wish I could take the pain away. If you can make it through the night, there's a brighter day. Everything will be alright if you hold on. It's a struggle every day, got to roll on. And there's no way I could pay you back. But my plan is to show you that I understand You all appreciate it, it. Don't you know in love is sweet and Dear Need mama it. Place no one above it's you You all appreciate Need it Don't you know in love is sweet and Dear mama Dear Need mama it.